Superhero Month. And do you have two and a half to three and a half hours of your life that you can set aside to watch a film based on a book that most people say is unfilmable? We do. We watched Watchmen. Watchmen. One of us died tonight. Somebody knows why. Somebody knows. I heard he'd been working for the government. Maybe it was a political killing. Maybe someone's picking off costumed heroes. John thinks that there's going to be a nuclear war. What if that's why someone wants us out of the way? So we can't do anything to stop it. An attack on one is an attack on all of us. Watchmen are over. What do you suggest we do about it? Retribution. We can save this world. Save the world. I no longer have any stake in. Do it for me. So, welcome back, James, Dustin. Hey. So, Cool. Cool, cool, cool. James, so did you uh, have any time to find something to recommend this week off the bat? Uh, Well, I watched The Terror from your recommendation. Thank you. Not Dustin's. He pointed at me. (laughs) No, he pointed at me. (laughs) Said your recommendation. (laughs) Uh, I've watched four of the episodes. Oh, yeah. You're ahead of me. I think there's five now. Is there? I'm not exactly sure. I think they're all out there, available, if you want to find them. Uh, I don't know. I found it kind of slow at the beginning, but now I'm kind of into it. Oh, yeah? So. I think I'm still on episode two. I've watched... I still only have watched two, but I intend on watching the rest, so... Is it one of those shows that you always intend on watching the rest, but you just never get around to it? Uh, I don't think so. I've just been a little bit busy the last couple weeks, so I haven't gotten back to it yet okay. Watching. Um, let me guess what your recommendation is then Wrestlemania oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> did you guys watch it I didn't watch it I didn't watch it mm. how was and it talk about time commitments uh, it was fun but you, it, you know it's a it's a it's a long it's a long show did you watch the pre do you watch a pre-show? I did watch the pre-show so too. it was like seven and a half hours about seven about seven hours. fuck Holy. that shit that's like a day at work. Yeah. No way. You're asking a lot, even of hardcore uh, wrestling fans. For, hmm. Hey, you got a whole day to put aside? Yeah. Yeah, but most hardcore wrestling fans have a whole day to set aside. They, they do it. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if you're going to target a certain demographic with a bunch <laughs> of spare time and no commitments, I'd go after uh, wrestling fans. Might be true. <laughs> um, it was pretty fun. There was, there, you know, it's one of those things where the first half of the show was pretty fun and then it starts to even in the, you know you watch the live the live audience you can tell are getting exhausted you know fatigued oh, yeah. <laughs> so the energy well, level isn't there necessarily for how much end. money they make on concession oh yeah 
It's like 70,000 something people in there. Well, I mean, you're eating lunch and dinner there. Yeah. 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 And not to mention all those people buy like shirts and all kinds of shit. So belts, wrestling championship, championship belts. belts. Cool. Those are fucking expensive too. But anyway, it was, it was overall fun. It was a fun time. Right on. What about you, John? Um, I watched A Quiet Place. Oh, was it good? I'm psyched to see that. Um, was it good? Because psyched is a thing people still say. I think it's good. I have some problems with it. Oh, yeah? Um, I wouldn't see it in the theater. No? No. <laughs> no way. I, would, I couldn't sit through it again. Listen to fucking Armand White over here. Fuck that shit, man. The movie is literally so quiet. Yeah. So if you like listening to people fucking chew, oh, yeah. then it's fantastic because that's all you hear for an hour and a half or whatever. It's just people. It's gross. <laughs> Diana sneezed at one point in the theater and like apologized. <laughs> it's so quiet. So it's just like, and I'm sure that it's a really good movie. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people like get. They, you know, they, they're so enveloped in the film. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stop hearing. Do you just, have that misophonia thing? No, I don't. I just have fucking, it's really annoying to hear people eat popcorn in a movie theater. Hmm. A phobia. A phobia. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that being really annoying. It's really annoying. And it's, it's, it's not a big deal, but as soon, unless you, if you notice it right away. And then that's it. Then that's <laughs> it. It's like you're, it's hmm. over. You can't, yeah. you can't stop noticing i'm usually pretty good at uh like just kind of i don't know blanking out all that kind of stuff it's because you're one of those people <laughs> that's going in, <laughs> during a fucking eating a chili born, dog during a born movie you can hear you eat <laughs> <laughs> might be true <laughs> so i don't know personally i would just watch it at home yeah but it's really good i mean despite how i feel about it overall i don't really want to give it away but yeah um just, I just think some of the choices that the characters make are really, I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. But it's good. I watched another movie. I watched, uh, I, I think it's called What We Do in the Shadows. Is yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie's hilarious. You've never seen it before. No. Yeah, it's pretty oh, great. It's fantastic. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, even, uh, Janine was like on the computer, but she like kept watching it and laughing. She's a huge fan of uh, Portlandia, so it's kind of like somewhat similar. That awkward kind of humor, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it's great. I I recently watched a good chunk of it again. It was on TV one day, but yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. It's the same guy that did the the latest Thor movie, eh? Yeah, which is crazy. (laughs) Taika Waititi? Something like that. I can't. Taika Waititi, something like that. Jermaine Clement, I really yeah. like um, the the werewolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might be the best part of it. Uh, don't eat stew. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, definitely enjoy. It. Highly recommend. It. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that one. So, Dustin, you brought this uh, this Watchman to us. This yeah. Zach Schneider opus. <laughs> Um, the one of the most unfilmable books ever written. Yeah, uh, and yet here we are. <laughs> here we are discussing it. Well, I hadn't seen it since I saw it in the theater, 
uh, which was 2009. Jesus. That's um, when I saw it last. Yeah. I, I felt like I was still watching it up until <laughs> 2012. Uh, I wanted to rewatch it because I was like, you know, I really liked it when I saw it, but I, you know. You thought, let's fucking, I'm going to bring two friends down with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can, this is, you know, I can force you guys to watch stuff. I got to do it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to rewatch it and just in case, like, maybe I, you know, watched it with rose tinted glasses on the first time I saw it, that kind of thing. And I actually ended up really enjoying it again. I, you know, I think there are a lot of issues that can be brought up about it. But uh, overall, I, I had a fun time watching it, even though I did watch the ultimate cut, which was <laughs> three and a half hours. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't. So I, I went in being not interested at all in watching it again. Yeah. Um, I remember not minding it the first time. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I think it's good. You really realize how, well, because I've, I've, you know, I read it first. Yeah, of course. And then yeah. watch it when the, I was excited when the movie came out because who knows? Some things hold up better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And some things you see, like, again, for like another time, and you're like, oh, yeah, like Rorschach really is fucking <laughs> a fascist. Yeah, he's not even the biggest fascist. No, he's not. <laughs> But it's it's good. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. Yeah. I expected it to be like way worse than this. Hmm. Wait, how long was the version you watched? Two hours and 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the original version. Yeah. Which is, I mean, let's put it out there. I know James is going to say it. It's too fucking long. <laughs> it's too long for a movie. It's way it's, too long. I will. I don't think I, this. I, yeah. Now the movie's been made. Great. It should never be made again. Definitely not. But is, aren't they developing it for, as a TV show? And right that's now? fine. M- develop it as a miniseries. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Like this, the movie reminded me a lot of, um, like the last season of Arrested Development, where I felt like every you know where every ep- character gets an episode. Oh yeah. This felt like every forty five minutes a character got like their their due. Yeah, it is weird because you know. <laughs> You know, a lot of ways it is an unfilmable book, right? But this is, I think, as close as you could get to doing it. However, I think the only people it would please are people who really like the book. Like, if you know, if you hadn't read the book, I don't know how much you'd get out of it. Do you think that that is true, though? That people I don't know. who really like, like the book, to... it, would, it would work for them? Because, I mean... Well, not necessarily. I'm, I'm just saying if anyone is going to like it, it's going to be people who really like the book. Because he did do a painstaking job of, like putting as much detail and minutia into at least even in the background stuff that you don't have time to like talk about. And, you know, from the book, he tried to even put those details in the scenes and he even tried to like make visually make it look like the panels from the book and all this stuff. So I think visually like it's, it's well done visually, like the fight scenes and everything. I like all that. Um, it's just story wise and plot wise. I mean, I didn't read the book. Yeah. I don't know how to read, so <laughs> it's mostly pictures. It's oh okay. <laughs> so it's a good picture book for me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just it felt like they kept going back to the same like part of the story over and over and over again and the whole um relationship and all that. It's just too much. The relationship you mean between Night Owl and uh, Silk Spectre? 
which relationship yeah. you talking about. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think, okay, so let, let's, since James hasn't read the book. Right. I think that what, what you need to understand is is that this thing is like, uh, it is dense. There's yeah. a lot going on in it. Oh, I'm sure. And it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing piece of like literature. Mm-hmm. Most people, I think, would say that. Um, and there's just too much going on to be condensed into a three. Well, that's why to, it's in a three and a half hour it, version. The worst version I it's, watched. I think it's too much going on to even be condensed into that. The only way to really do the movie, the book justice, would be to cut tons of the plot. Yeah. You well, would, or or like we just said, make it into a series. But I guess. yeah, but, and that's what if it was a mini series. Yeah. Even but, if it was an eight episode mini series. Let's talk about what the plot is. We haven't even talked about that. So let's just lay the, what the yeah, plot. It'd is be now. harder to break down than most of our <laughs> plot synopsises, but it's basically about a group of superheroes um, who have disbanded because uh, this is in an alternate set in an alternate 1985, where Nixon is still president and he made a law that there couldn't be any more like costumed crime fighters, and. Uh, there's the world is kind of on the brink of nuclear war, the U.S. and Russia, and so then there's a whole bunch going on about various former heroes are being murdered, and they the one guy who's still uh, illegally crime fighting Rorschach starts investigating those killings. Uh, that's the basic yeah. outline, but it's of course a lot more. And then in some ways, the old team gets back. Part of the old team gets back together. Yeah, but they're like. The second generation of this, yeah, yeah there was an older, group. there was an yeah. older yeah. generation of heroes before, yeah. and this is all referencing things, you know, from comic book history, like they're all certain archetypes of characters, and even the whole, you know, previous generation of heroes from like the World War II era and stuff. This is all kind of playing off this history of comic book mythology. So you kind of also kind of. You don't have to come into it with some knowledge of that, but that it, it would help for sure. Oh yeah, and you're really going to be the like the anchor in our discussion about like being able to bring everything back to the history of the comic books because you know it a lot more than than we do. Um, but it's just it 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 wraps up all of what Dustin was saying with like the political, the history uh, of comics, but then also with like the history of our of the world of yeah. our world, <laughs> yeah. And like this incredibly like um, like fucked up version of ni- the 1980s of what could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard sh- mo- it's a hard book. T- sorry, movie to talk about without being political because the movie yeah. is so it's that it's a political book movie. I keep yeah. calling it a book. Yeah, well, both <laughs> both. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a strange movie because it's got so much that it's trying to do at once. And I think, like I said, I think this is as successful as you could be, uh, which isn't to say that it's all the way (laughs) successful as a movie. I think as sort of a, I don't know, item, as sort of a existing document, it's really interesting and, and entertaining to me and I'm sure some other people as well, but I could see like... You know, this isn't this isn't a movie for just someone to put on and be like, okay, let's watch a superhero movie. It's funny though because I was watching it with my wife and sister yesterday, and they were like into it. 
Oh, yeah. And I was really surprised. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, I like this movie. It's not the kind of movie you just throw on. No. Or that you've seen most It's a people, commitment, even if you're just watching yeah. the original. Well, I don't feel like cut. most people have even seen it more than once, if they've seen it at all. Yeah, even I, who liked it, haven't watched it since <laughs> it came out, <laughs> which is now nine years ago. So, um, so I guess what, which character, I guess, are you supposed to relate to or like out of these characters? Well, I think there's certain things from most of them that you, that you could get behind. I think, yeah, that's, that's the kind of the point is that they all have something about most of them have something about them that you can relate to or understand like why they're doing it. I think Night Owl probably stands He's out as probably being the most, you know, as most the most like grounded, yeah, uh, what, uh, most appealing, appealing, like every yeah. man kind of. Like he's a good guy. Yeah, Night Owl's a straight up like he's a good guy. He's like a he's like Superman mixed with Batman. Like yeah, he's a well. I almost feel like Night Owl and Rorschach are like two two sides of Batman. Yeah, it's true. Like Night Owl is like this nerdy rich guy who had money, so he was able to like you know make this technology and stuff in order for him to be a superhero, and he does it out of a of a desire to do good. Yeah. And Rorschach is like an extreme ideologue yeah. who is like you know fascistic in his well, yeah, but he's, crime fighting because he takes things to a point that yeah, he's like what would happen if like Batman got a brain injury, and he's also like the detective part of Batman. Yeah. And he, he, Rorschach is really great until you actually start thinking about everything he believes in. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really compelling character, even if, you know, he's also like a fucking nut bar. Right? Yeah, well, he's a great character to watch. Like, he's like a great anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Dr. Manhattan is, I, I don't know, I'm thinking off the top of my head here. He's supposed to represent, like, what happens if superheroes were real like he's what was what if Superman was actually real? Yeah, he's like a Superman type, uh, where he has like god like a godlike level of power, and then because of that, you know, Superman was an alien, so he already wasn't human. But but this is almost like the inverse where this guy was a human, but then he becomes more alien because of what happened to him. Like, yeah, I I get it in his like abilities that he's like Superman, but Superman at least, you know had like a family right but and would like, superman have superman a was grounded and he yeah. would, he became yeah. a human because of how he was raised yeah this guy's like going the opposite direction he was he, a human he was human and then he becomes more and more disconnected from humanity because yeah of now how he sees things as this being right yeah i guess i don't know i just don't connect with night owl at all i i have a problem with that character personally but Oh, oh, do That's tell. interesting, yeah. I don't know. I just... I just think that character is boring. Yeah. It's just... It's not interesting. I don't think like, oh, I can get behind this guy because he's had a rough life or came over something or any of those things. Like what most superheroes, they usually put into a situation and forced into something. He was asked... Yeah. He was asked to be. He like took over for the original Night yeah. Owl. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it just seems more of like he's just doing a job and that's it. But look at Bat. Like what Dustin was saying. Like, what if you look at Batman without any of the loss, yeah. without any of the trauma? Yeah, that's, that's kind there's of actually, what you get. We, there's actually a scene in the opening credit sequence 
um, where it's one of the, I can't remember which hero, but one of the older generation, I think it might even be the original Night Owl, and he's just stopped a crime in an alley, and there's some Batman comics on the wall. Oh, yeah. Like the Detective Comics 27, the first appearance of Batman yeah. is on the wall behind them, and, that, and it's supposed to be like he just stopped... Bruce Wayne's parents from being oh, really? killed in the alley. By oh, so there's no need for Batman. Yeah, because does any, nothing happens to Night Owl's parents or anything. He he, he inherits no, money. no, no. He inherits money from his, his dad. Dad was, was a banker. A banker, yeah. Yeah. So he's just like so he hasn't dude. gone through, but that kind of. But um, that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of just, funny though. You say that, but he is fucked up. Like they all are fucked up. Yeah, they all have their own weird. But like yeah, no, to some degree. No, like as in like the amount of violence and the things that they like accept as part of like their life. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the conversation that Night Owl and um, uh, what's her name Silk Spectre have where they're like having dinner together and they're like oh remember that guy and like he's wanting to get oh, beat one up. Of the villains yeah and he's like oh he's wanting to get beat up oh yeah whatever happened to that guy oh yeah he tried it with Rorschach and tried to pull a gun on him yeah and he threw him down an elevator shaft and they're like <laughs> and then they laugh. <laughs> And well, it's, it's like, kind of like uncomfortable laughter, like almost like, well, fuck, you know, Rorschach, he's, that's what he does. Yeah, like, like, he kills people. <laughs> I get what they're trying to do in that because it's trying to almost like how paramedics have like a certain kind that's of good. humor, right? That if someone that's not a paramedic were to hear them, you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they joke about that. Right. Yeah. Gallows but, humor. But huh? because, yeah, because they're superheroes and that's how they joke around. I just still, he's just boring. I just don't. I understand. I totally understand. I, he's, yeah, I, he's almost supposed to be, I think, I in think some he ways. Is. Like, he's this kind of a nerdy, straightforward guy compared to some of these other. And he's just doing it because he wants to help. You know, he wants to help people and yeah. he wants to fight yeah. crime. And you think about it, he's the only one of the group that really has nothing. He's no demons that he's like, yeah, trying I mean, to overcome. The, the biggest thing he's overcoming is not being able to be Night Owl anymore. Yeah. Like, that's kind of his, you know, only real struggle that we are privy so to in this in a, in a way, because of, like, the spectacular things that are happening to everybody else, he does come across as, like, boring. But he's also the only connection that any of them really have to the normal world. Yeah, like, Rorschach and him are kind of, like, besties in a weird way, yeah, they, right? Well, they are. They need each other. They were They were partners when they had been crime fighters but they you know like they're so different from each other but they had teamed up and helped each other and he still tries to help Rorschach even when it's like this guy's not really a good guy (laughs) necessarily but he has like a loyalty to him I don't think that this is getting into the whole somebody's gonna hear this and be like you guys are so fucking stupid you don't know anything about Watchmen but Rorschach for all of his rantings and ravings He's actually harmless to everybody who's not bad. The, yeah. He has his... Like I a, mean, he has like, yeah, fringe edge things where he's like, he's making notes about whether or not someone is a homosexual and stuff like that yeah. because he's like a Puritan kind of like... Yeah, and he's like talking about the whores and everything like that, but like he he walks through that world and he does not harm anybody who's not like harming... Actively harming, actively harming anybody. Yeah. So he's so dangerous, but he's like focused and but on a low street level whereas now we get to talk about uh, you know dr manhattan and yeah. like ozymandias those guys are you know they're dangerous on a whole other level yeah like ozymandias i guess is supposed to be like sort of a mr fantastic you yeah know, from fantastic four type of character uh you know he doesn't have the same powers obviously but he, he's like a genius uh 
and his he's applied his genius and the way that he thinks that he's going to help the world is basically by committing genocide like mm-hmm. wiping out millions and millions of people in order to achieve a peace which he does which he does yeah he te- technically succeeds yeah i mean okay in your cut is there a scene at the end where that that um extremely right-wing newspaper that Rorschach liked they get his journal in their yeah, mailbox. Was that the right-wing newspaper? Oh, was yeah, that the new to... frontier or whatever. Okay, I couldn't tell. I couldn't remember if that was supposed to be like Spy Magazine or something like that. Like one of those like fringe. I think it's just supposed to be like a very right-wing. Okay. Paper that he maybe yeah. he keeps going to the news. Uh, the, the yeah, and they're lo- they have nothing else to write about, so they go. So he's like, take one from the loony pot bin or something like that. Yeah, and then his journal is there that has all this stuff recorded so so yeah. i guess ozymandias's plans will it seems to say that they're going to be undone because everyone's going to realize what actually happened Which because is, rorschach is an idealist and his ideal will actually make things worse but but what he wanted to do was you could argue was actually right because no yeah no it, you you can argue that it's right you could you could argue that what ozymandias does is right as well i mean it's a much more brutal well, it has to, I mean, this is philosophy over our heads. Yeah, we're, well, we're getting into, you know, the ends justifies the means kind of yeah. stuff. And it's like, is the pain of this many worth the pain of, you know. Right. And who gets to decide that? I think it should be James personally, but. <laughs> we haven't even talked about, we, I don't think his name has even been said. But then there's the comedian. He might be the most interesting character. Yeah, um, he's pretty complex. Yeah, he's he's pretty fucked, um, and I, he's kind of like a Captain America meets the Punisher sort of. Yeah, he's like ultra nationalistic. Uh, is like, he? I think so. He just happened to be. He, he doesn't. I don't think he gives a shit about America. He just happened. To I think be he born does. There. The, the, the version of America that he thinks. Yeah. That you know should be or has come to be. He'll also work for anybody who pays him. Well, I think he worked mostly for the government before he does some stuff for uh, Ozymandias, right? And that's how he figures out what's going on. But he's also like a scumbag. Like we see he, him try to rape the original Silk Spectre yeah. uh, in a flashback and he scene. kills his baby mama. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of his baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can we just He's take out the part where I said baby mama? <laughs> no. Please. <laughs> it stays. It's, it's gonna Ugh. stay. I'm a gross person. Um, so he's like a brutal character, um, but even he is shown to have some humanity to but, him. And it's funny though, cause like, just like Rorschach and, um, Night Owl are like actually best friends through like everything they've been through. Comedian's best friend is his arch nemesis. Yeah, Moloch. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows up crying at his house. And there's no one else to talk to. Because he has no one. The stuff that's uh, that he's figured out and he's fucked up over. There's just too much. Like, there's so much. There's a lot. And you can't, f- like... F- it is a lot. Just to, 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 to get into everything there's, over the course yeah, of... So many stories. I feel... That's why I say I feel like you have to have a pre-existing interest when you... Like, when you're going into it. Like... And I find that... Yeah. It just should have been a should have been a TV show. Well, apparently it will be. <laughs> I think, HBO. I think so. I think it's Lindelof. Stars. Developing it. 
Stars. <laughs> stars. Doesn't stars make... They've been making a few things lately. The, yeah. the gods, American gods. Oh, is that a, yeah? That is a stars oh, thing, stars, right? I think. And, and they did and, uh, and Amazon counterpart. And, and uh, so yeah. stars been doing good. They have, but I still think no one watches. So, how, so for for what it is, how do you think that it flowed, James? Well, I didn't think it flowed very well. Yeah, you were I, bored a lot. I was bored. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I think there's just too much information in trying to. It is a ton presented. Trying to, to tell so many side stories and like, you know, weave all those stories together. It's just, I don't know, too much. But a lot of the scenes with Night Owl I found boring because it's just not interesting. I don't care about him. Usually so. I have a bone to pick with somebody. This time it's James. Oh, yeah. Bone to pick with Night Owl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I get that. And I, like, I hear what you're saying too. Like, I don't know. You said Night Owl is supposed to be like Batman without all the like loss that he had. Right. Well, Batman's not Batman without the loss. (laughs) Well, that's why there's, there's two sides of Batman we're seeing like Rorschach and Night Owl. I I get what you're saying. Like you split them in half, but I guess that's why I like Rorschach better. Yeah. He's more interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but he's more interesting, but he's also insane. I know, but you're not going to want to sit like down I, and talk I, to, I don't know. I feel more compassionate or empathetic to night owl. Although I do, ha- do have feelings for Rorschach and like his death scene and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah. Um, that's what, I don't know. That's all the stuff that works about the movie is pretty compelling. Like all the things that work about the movie are what work on a much greater level in this in the book absolutely so every everything that's like kind of good in the movie is that much like they they get enough of the essence of the book to like make it compelling and interesting and being like oh this is enough to get me to keep watching or yeah enough to make me glad i watched it i did want to mention too though i do think the opening credit scene is really it's really amazingly good. done yeah. oh there's some there's some scenes in the in the movie yeah that are like Amazing. Oh like, yeah, there's some well shot scenes. I think that one of the first ones that like really struck me was when Night Owl comes, opens the door, and the way he's like framed with the door and the light, it just looks exactly like a comic book panel. Yeah, and it there's stuff like that throughout it that's just like really striking. Yeah, and I'm not even usually a big fan of Zack Snyder's visual style in movies. I always I'm feel like, like it's just kind of overwrought and like almost too polished and st- and stuff and it's, even even in this movie there's times where i feel like that but there there is undeniably some amazing looking stuff that he does in this and a lot of that i think is because he's trying to recreate those visuals yeah. from the book how did you think the movie flowed though uh that's tough to answer um there's no denying that it. it's amazingly long but i you know honestly i wasn't bored when I was watching it. That could be because, like I say, I'm already interested in Watchmen. I loved the book. I liked this movie when I saw it before. And I had this interest of like wanting to go in and watch it again and take it all in again. So I'm already kind of, you know, ready to be into it. So I'm not, I wasn't really bored, even though I did watch a three and a half hour cut. That said, you still feel that length. Like you're still like, holy crap. Like this is, yeah, this is a chunk of time. Yeah, I thought it, I, th- I thought it was surprisingly well-paced 
for the length and for yeah. the material. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. More, I thought it was going to be more dragging. Yeah. So I can't really. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say for what they for what it was they did a, a decent job. It feels so like not an unanswer. <laughs> well, that's you, I don't know. There's just that's kind of how you. Things you look at a, this movie, like there's a lot of things where it's like, well, for what yeah. it is. <laughs> so I think there's really, a couple of things that I really don't like. I really felt taken out of it every time they switched. I feel like they switched to a new character. They're like, we're going to tell this character story. I think it was, who was it first? I can't remember. It was, they tell one story and they tell the next story and they tell the next story. And it, like, it, it really felt really segmented, which kind of like mm. took me out of it. Um, Cause I'm like, okay, now we're going to talk about Rorschach and, how his life was. And now we're going to talk about Silk Spectre. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Um, I didn't really notice that or think about it when I was watching it last night, but uh, it definitely is, you know, there's a lot of characters and it doesn't, it's trying not to give like short shrift to any of them. So it's, you know, <laughs> you're being presented with a lot of story for a lot of different people at different times. And if you like, for example, aren't into one of them, like James didn't care for Night Owl, then you're like, oh, okay, now I got to watch stuff about this guy again. I I think Night Owl actually kind of he he kind of flowed throughout the whole film. Yeah, I mean the ones that really stand out was like the comedian got a pretty good chunk of like what happened to the comedian to make him what he was. Right. And yeah, and that's a pretty interesting story, like the comedian. Yeah, but, but I think that all of these things really just keep making me come back to the to Night Owl and making me feel like he. He actually might be the most interesting character of all of them. How though? Because you, I'm just like, I'm just thinking out loud here. But I'm now I'm thinking like, okay, Rorschach has all this stuff that happened to him. Doctor Manhattan, right? The Night Owl goes, the Night Owl goes out and he does this stuff, uh-huh. just like everybody else. And he doesn't get a big backstory about what happened to him in his life. But he still goes out and does it. Why? Yeah. Like, what is driving him? Is it like a a desire to just do good? Is it because he wants to protect people? Like, I, I, and I think that what makes him so interesting is because we don't know yeah, as much about. He doesn't him. have all these dark things like from the past, like the comedian, and you know, even well, Silk Spectre, Spectre or Doctor Manhattan's like we, process. The thing that happened to him is kind of the dark thing that happened, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's why he's the weakest character because there's nothing about him. But I think that the the fact that we don't know is kind of like interesting. Like, what drives this guy? Yeah, but he, it, he it just strikes me as a good guy because instead of just becoming a rich banker like his father, what he wanted to do was fight crime and be a be a hero guy. He didn't he didn't want to be like just fall into his family, you know. And you can't slight him for he when he goes and has uh, like a beer. With the original Night Owl, like, so he goes and has a beer, it's like midnight. Original Night Owl is obviously fucked up. Like, he's obviously, yeah, like, he obviously has, like, PTSD. Yeah. And he's, like, he's, he, he seems suicidal to me. Like, he seems like there's, like, stuff going on where he, like, he needs somebody to be with him at times. Um, and we didn't and, mention he also wrote that book called Under the Hood. Yeah. Which was, like, about the history of these crime fighters through like, you know, the, from his generation and yeah, on. Exactly. But. And, and you know, night owl goes and hangs out with him and like, he doesn't want to be here's there. His, here's his stories, Listens even though he's heard stories, them. And the he's time. just a good guy. And I understand it's boring, but it's also interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> be, it's, it's, it's boring because it's like, so 
every day. But it's really interesting in this world that a person like that would do something like this. It, but it's not interesting. <laughs> it's like, Dustin, well, he, it, I mean, like, he's allowed to feel like it's not. You know, actually, and I, I know, but it's like you're saying like, but like, because he's not, but like he is. Because well, it, and it's it, like, it's, what are you talking about? It's because he's not interesting. You, we, he's not spectacular he's not, like some yeah. of these other people. And he's, uh, I know. he's just regular. So you have all of these guys, they all have backstories or things that have happened to them, you know, why they're rough around the edges, all these things. Except for Night Owl, yeah, who's I, the son of a banker who inherited a bunch of money, who is a good guy trying to do a good thing that is not interesting at all. No, and I, I, t- I totally respect that you're you can you feel that way, and that's co- totally fine. I, I understand that. Like, but to me, I'm just like, oh, I, it's kind of like it's kind of really interesting. Like, I want to I want to know more. Whereas everybody else, like, okay, I know why they're doing it, but for him, I'm like, I'm really curious. I I know, but it's like they're like, I, I okay, just, I just gotta write this guy in because he's gonna be the key to connect everyone. Oh, I don't agree with that. Well. I don't think that he's he, just... A, he's, like he's you said... A, he's, he's not an afterthought. He's the constant through the movie. Yeah. What? He's to connect them all? Yeah. I get it. I just don't think... I think it's minimalizing... But he's the one with the weakest backstory. The weakest... No, he doesn't... We don't know his backstory. I. But that's because they don't... I can't recall now if it, if there's more of it in the book... And I'm actually after watching this last night, I'm like, okay, now I'm now I'm yeah. rereading the book. But okay, but we I don't know we don't know what his backstory is. But to say that he has no backstory is different than saying that we weren't presented with his backstory. Which means he has no backstory, though. If <laughs> yeah, they don't present in, a backstory in, this, in the movie, he's not yeah. given the same kind he's of not, backstory. Yes, I just think it's kind of interesting to make. I just for me personally, I'm just like I wonder what his deal is. Maybe it's just Patrick Wilson's performance, but I don't know. I just. I connect to him and I feel like I care about him and uh, I feel a happiness for him. For example, when he finds him, he's like a very lonely person and he finds some joy with Silk Spectre and stuff. And like they, you know, she's also lonely because of what's been going on with her. uh, I think he's also the only person that you can actually feel like any kind of happiness for really like and, and be on their side and not feel guilty. Yeah, I you, mean, like, you can't be on. I mean, there's certainly moments where you feel like, yeah, fucking Rorschach, but then you're also like, fucking Rorschach. Oh yeah, Jesus definitely. So. Well, Silk Spectre, like, I feel more um, about her finding out everything that she found out and her figuring out her relationship with Doctor Manhattan and figuring out all this stuff with Night Owl. I have more um, to feel about her. In her role, than Night Owl. I know, I know, I'm, I agree with you. Night Owl is the least. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting to think about what his story really is. It's interesting that he has no story. <laughs> like that's what you're saying. It's interesting. I don't think that's what he's saying. That he has no story. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's interesting that in this world of these people with these amazing 
uh, crazy histories. You have this everyday and abilities. guy. And abilities. You have this person that you're told nothing about. There's a difference between not having a backstory and not being told what the backstory is. And, when and we see, we do learn about him through what he's doing in the present. Yes. It's just, you know. We know what kind of person he is. Okay, but if it was presented in a way that it was more of a mystery, what his backstory is, then I could buy that. But when you're presented with a, a throwaway line like, my dad was a banker and I inherited all his money. Why is that throwaway, though? It's, because it's a quick, like, this is how I got all this stuff. But that that's the way his character is being built. Like, there is no... no yeah, with no backstory. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think it's something we need to really argue about at length. Like, no. Like, no, but... Ni- neither of what you guys are saying is, like, illegitimate. Like, I can see why you would look at the character like that. I, I That's not how I feel about yeah. the character, but I, I get it. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about Ozymandias because he's a weird character too. Like you're trying to imagine this person who is like supposed to be super intelligent, like smarter than everyone else. And so then he does this horrendous plan a complicated plan, uh, convoluted plan. Yeah. But in order to bring about a peace and bring the world back from the brink of nuclear devastation and with, you know, by the end of the movie, he is a successful. We don't know if it's going to continue to be successful. Probably not, depending on how you see the world, I guess. But it's just, it's interesting. Like, was he wrong? Was he evil? I think, I think with the point, I, don't, I can't, I'm not going to say what the point of anything is. I'm just going based off of, because I can't remember the book in detail right now, especially after watching the movie. Yeah. But I think what the, it's trying to say is, is that for all the good intentions, there's this thing that you're not thinking about that's that could bring it all down. Yeah. Like, so like if you just, if you think that you're smarter than everything, if you think that you're better and your plan is like going to work because you're the most smart, you're the most brilliant person in the entire world. There's this thing that you've, this unknown, this little thing, this little notebook is just going to take everything down. Yeah. And, and then your whole thing will be, have been for pointless. Not. Yeah. So yeah. You've, you've ended millions of lives. You've inflicted, and you end up inflicting more pain. Yeah, more damage. Because it was intentional. Yeah. But it, I mean, in every other movie, he is the bad guy. Yeah. And is sure. stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you in gotta, this you, movie, you gotta love that moment when he's like, "I'm not a comic book villain. Like, I there's no way to stop what I've. I already set it in motion. Like, yeah, you 35 st- minutes ago or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. It's unstoppable at this point." And then, yeah, all these cities are completely wiped out. I think that what James was saying earlier little about Silk Spectre is totally true. She's got, a, the I think, the biggest arc, in a sense, of she is who she is. Mm-hmm. And then you find out what happened to her mom. And you have her relationship with Dr. Manhattan. And then her... Be- what she finds out about the comedian. What she finds out the comedian. And, like, how it all kind of, like... Yeah, I mean, she also... I mean... That's the thing, like, you've got to sit back and appreciate the level of complexity okay. of what... I'm not I'm not saying it's been done flawlessly. I'm not even saying you need to like this movie. I'm just saying you got to respect the amount of work that went into making this okay, into a movie. So is, are we respecting the, the movie or are we respecting, like, the source material? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't... You without the source material, you can't. Like, have this, does this right? movie get a ten out of ten for like plot? Because 
of how well they executed the plot or is it because the source material well see i have no concept of source material mm-hmm. i didn't read it mm-hmm. i mean i i know it exists i knew it exists but <laughs> i didn't read it <laughs> yeah so i'm strictly going off of the movie yeah uh, whereas i I can't necessarily divorce myself from your influence the by reading the material. material. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah. Well, and there's things, there's things like watching the movie. Is this the first time you've watched it? James? Um, no, second time. So, like, I was watching yesterday, um, and then uh, you know, Rorschach pops up constantly mm-hmm. in the opening half of the movie, out of out of character. Yeah, as the homeless as the homeless guy, the homeless guy yeah. at the end yeah. of my yeah. sign. Yeah, and like I turned to like Julianne. And I was like, did you notice him throughout all those other scenes? And they're like, no. And it's like, there's, like I knew, but I knew that. From you knew the, to look for it. To look for that. Yeah. And I knew that the first time I watched it. So like for me, I'm watching for all these little things and I'm like, oh, isn't that clever? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I didn't know that the first time, but this time I knew that. Yeah. So. Wow. And that's a reveal in the, like what you've already, you know, if you've already read the book, you already know that he is this homeless, this like kind of apocalypse. Uh, well, yeah, he's like a he's a he's a, a town crazy. Yeah, he's one of those guys with like the end is near kind of signs. Yeah, and uh, there's a fucking guy. In but town. in the book, we see him as well throughout. But we don't find out that it's him until later yeah. on. Yeah, there's uh, a guy in to our town who drives around in a motorized scooter with like big board on the back oh yeah, yeah saying like fucking jesus is coming mm-hmm. you're all sinners you're all doomed you know, oh that yeah kind of thing cool guy repent, I bet. repent I bet you for the end is i bet you he's super fun to his grandkids <laughs> yeah <laughs> um hey grandpa yes yeah. nice, nice sign so it's you know obviously if you've read the book then that's not a surprise when you watch the movie so that i think that does take a little way you know a bit away from that kind and of i thing. think that's what i kind of struggle with is like do I like the movie so much or it's because I can fill in the holes. Mm-hmm. So like if something isn't perfectly explained, I'm like, oh, it's OK. Because I don't even realize that it's not perfectly. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That, and, and that's and happened I, to me with other stuff, too. Yeah. And I feel like for this is I feel more this way for this book than pretty much any other book I've read and then seen the movie of. I wasn't thinking the strength fight club. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all, it's also, you know, it's funny to say because it, it is a comic book or a graphic novel, but it is, you know, it's really complex and it's presenting a lot of complex and even like ideas that are at war with each other about what is right, uh, what side is right or, uh, you know, or any of that, like what's, what political spectrum is, yeah, is the right way to go or all this kind of stuff. So not so, to mention just all the personal interconnections between these characters. So of yeah. of what we what happens in the movie, did you have a favorite scene, Dustin? That like one that like really stood out to you? Do you have a favorite scene and a least favorite scene? Favorite scene might be might be the the riot, the prison riot uh, when they come in to try to. That's get, my favorite yeah. scene. It's also one of the funnest scenes. Yeah, there's like a element of like a lot of there's a lot of humor. There's humor in that, and that's some of the probably some of the only humor in the movie because it is fairly dark and morose tone through most of it. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like, like dark humor in that, in yeah. that series of events. Like when he gets his arms cut off. Yeah. It's like, sorry, you're blocking my revenge or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would definitely be my favorite scene too. Yeah. 
and even also, but I guess, and it's not part of it, but also just before that with Rorschach getting interviewed by the the psychologist guy in the prison. Yeah. It's pretty good as well. But least favorite. Uh, I'll have to think about that for a minute. Maybe ask James his favorite scene. I think he uh, just did. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Least favorite would be the majority of the stuff with Night Owl. <laughs> well, in... Included in that that uh, majority of stuff with Night Owl, yeah. a scene that Night Owl is included is my least favorite scene, which is um, now pop culture has destroyed Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, <laughs> and yeah. this movie fucking pissed on its grave. <laughs> I didn't feel bad about the use of the song with the worst sex scene in any movie we've watched. Really, it's horrible. Huh. Not only wait, is wait. it even Bloodsport, this is the this is the worst. Even Bloodsport. First of all, it just goes on and on. Oh, I didn't think it was that long, was it? It was pretty long. It was pretty long. Are you guys watching this with your wives? No. Yeah. No, I was. Why does that make a difference? No, <laughs> you, I don't know. Apparently it's like one of those things, like from when you're a kid, where you're like, yeah, you're I'm watching really a movie with your parents, you know, and there's like a sex scene. You know, or you know when you're a, when you're a little kid and you're like. I wonder what it would be like if I watched this with my wife in the future. <laughs> this would be sure, sure would be awkward. Like I'm watching it now and I'm six with my mom. What? It's uh no, no I, I can't remember if she went to bed or not at that time. Oh no, she was awake. I was like, this movie, this is like fucking long. And she's like, it's not that bad. I didn't really, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's my least favorite scene. Yeah. And I hate the use of that song personally usually i'm not a big fan of the use of that song because yes like you said it is overused but it is a great song to know. fuck to i just oh, not too but as yeah, the, as a sort of storytelling moment i thought it there's like in the some, context of some the 90s r&b on your list and then there's hallelujah right at the climax <laughs> about, about 13 and a half minutes in hallelujah get you get you through well, I mean, whatever. That's how you feel about it. It's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. That song didn't bother me in that moment. Okay. It worked. In well, the context. Did of the you story. have a Did you have a least favorite scene? Um, I don't know. I mean, not off the top of my head. I'm sure if I thought about it for a while, it's I all come, gold. I could come up. With, I'm not saying that. I'm sure there's stuff I could think of that I that doesn't. I don't know if I liked the use of that weird cat thing that Ozzy Mendes had. No, it. Well, that uh, was it. Sucked. That felt cheesy, kind of. Like, just unnecessary. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. No. Yeah, is it just supposed to be, like, technology that he has or something? I think it's... Or? It's some Egyptian type. I don't know. Everything he has is, like, Egyptian-related or, yeah. you know, it's, pharaoh-related. Isn't it like a... Like a some kind of lynx or yeah. something? I don't know. But, uh... A, a lynx. You know, lynx. Those lynxes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They're in northern... It's some exotic in, tiger thing. They're in northern Canada and Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but I just thought it was like an unnecessary addition to... And the scene where it, it dies. Because he's such a badass. He doesn't... Like, he doesn't need that thing, right? I thought those... those ugh. Can't talk. Uh, I also thought it was kind of dumb that he thought that was going to kill Dr. Manhattan. Oh, that the thing that he used on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. For the yeah, smartest that, guy. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, it made especially him, if he's supposed to be such a. It genius. made him like more powerful. Was that supposed to have happened? I I, I think I, he just di- disassembled himself and reassembled himself out outside. Oh, or I feel like it made him more powerful somehow. 
I uh, can't. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it was supposed to make him more powerful. It was just that he thought he could. Um, I don't know what would the ter- correct terminology Atomize? would be. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, we need a nerd. We need Dan in here. He'll, he'd know. <laughs> oh, let's phone him. Get him on the phone. Get Dan on. <laughs> get him on the horn. Let's get Dan on the. I was gonna say that. <laughs> So overall, what did you guys think of the movie? James. Like a rating? Yeah. Like, like a rating. No. Like like a rating or like, just my thought? Like, uh, like this is my end two words. Overall. <laughs> <laughs> overall. Uh, overall, I think a lot of the scenes were shot really well. Like uh, the prison scene was shot well. The beginning credits, that was done well. Uh, Plot-wise, interesting plot with like, this is like the second generation of superheroes and all that and Dr. Manhattan and all that stuff. Like that's pretty interesting. Um, And how the world's like gone to shit. Um, Pacing sucked personally um but yeah i mean overall i mean i did enjoy it i'll probably not watch it again uh, and I would i recommend it to somebody else uh, i don't know that would be a tough one that's a good way to put it we should say that would i watch it again would i recommend it yeah so i, I wouldn't watch it again and i don't think i would recommend it to somebody Unless they read the book, then and they for some reason have <laughs> never reason heard, heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I probably will watch it again at some point, and but I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless, like you said, for some reason they loved the book but hadn't gotten around to watching the movie, or they didn't want to, and for various reasons. Yeah. I I wouldn't watch it again. I mean, I mean, I might. I don't know. I wouldn't actively search it out. Right. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm hungover. What am I going to do? I'm going to watch Watchmen. You wouldn't like walk in, like if you walked into someone's house, you're like, oh, hey, Watchmen. And sit oh, down for three hours. It's cool sex scene coming up. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting use of music. Um, so let me think. Would I recommend it? To, I'd recommend it to be like, hey, you want to fucking burn half a day <laughs> okay hey, you got time to burn <laughs> but but so this is like superhero month so in a if somebody's like oh i want to watch a superhero movie i say if you want to watch a superhero movie that's unlike any other superhero movie yeah that's had, out there if you had it with all the regular ones i would say this is on the the, the outs- outskirts like if you're like bored with superhero movies like this stereotypical yeah if, if you don't want to see another like fucking piece of shit dc movie and you're like like technically this would be a dc movie <laughs> yeah so if you want to see a different kind of piece of shit dc movie it's not a piece of shit this movie i don't want to be so rough on it um if you want to see something different i'd say yeah watch Watchmen. if you're into superhero movies if you're into that kind of thing i'd say yeah you should check it out I wouldn't go up to somebody who doesn't like superhero films or comic book movies yeah. and recommend it. I'm not going to recommend it to my mom. <laughs> hey, mom, I got a dope flick for you to check out. Watch out for this Rorschach character, though. He's got some crazy ideas. 
so that's a good question. Would you recommend it to your mom? So you're no. I'm a no on my mom. Even though I feel like she'd probably kind of like it. <laughs> I absolutely would not recommend it to my mother. I don't think she would like I think she would like aspects of it. I think she'd be like, that's a very interesting movie. I don't I can't say that I liked it. She would probably say she liked the violence. Yeah, she's this is like, a new thing we're doing is whether or not your mother would like the movie. Special Mother's Day edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would your mother like this movie? I don't I don't know. I say appropriate for your mother. I'd say mom Think about it. My mom <laughs> mom would finish the movie. I can't say that she'd like it. I don't think she would finish it. I think she'd fall asleep. She'd fall asleep and she'd be like, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. And she'd (laughs) lie about it. And we'd be like, well, how does it end? And she'd be like, this stuff. Like, you didn't finish it, mom. You crazy goose. You pressured me. Yeah. (laughs) So overall, I think I gave it like a six for my reaction. And then it was a 6.2. I mean, I, I think Dustin is pretty convincing that it's, it's not nearly as bad. I don't think it's. As I don't bad think as, it's bad. I, th- it, I think it's not as bad. I think history. I think people have 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 a certain opinion about Watchmen mm-hmm. that it is a very bad film. Zack Schneider does not do himself any favors in this category by just making all of his movies. Well, yeah, his other movies are all pretty bad, uh, except for maybe like his Dawn of the Dead remake was okay. I was gonna say, remember he made that? Yeah. Um, How under- I know I mean, people. A lot of people love 300. I didn't. I never cared for it. I like 300 because it was like so over the top. But yeah. that was like when yeah. it was still fun. Yeah, it's not fun mm-hmm. anymore. Even from then, I didn't care for it visually. Like it was just. I don't know. There's just so much going on with him visually. But uh, I'd rather. But, that, but I mean, those movies are definitely better than his more recent DC. This stuff's things. easier to watch than taking a Pelham one two three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys watch both of those. That's like four hours. Well, one of them was really good. One of my favorite movies. And then one of them was Ridley Scott. Right. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for all you Scott heads out there. Scott, Scott heads. heads. Um, I like it a lot. I, I give it an eight. But that's just like a personal. That's how I feel about it. Um, you know, it's not a perfect movie. It's there are lots of issues with it. So. Overall, this ends up with a 6.4. Yeah, I gave it a 6, though. Oh, yeah, so 7.6 was my actual score of all my other... 5.4. So this is hitting, tied for number 17, The Long Kiss Goodnight. (laughs) Now, I want to ask everybody here, all two of you, (laughs) which movie are you watching again? Uh... It's Christmas time. <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> you got to pop in a Obviously, flick. Long Kiss Goodnight is going to be something you're more likely to watch again because it's a lighter, shorter, you know, you don't have to invest so much time and, and energy into it. And then you can literally watch it twice. You can watch Die Hard and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, I'd watch The Long Kiss Goodnight. But that has really no bearing on whether or not it's a better movie. That's a tough. That's tough because there's just they're not they're nothing like each other. Oh, well, we have to make a decision though. I know. Um, for the purposes of the action movie podcast, I guess I would say put Long Kiss Goodnight ahead of Watchmen. Personally, I probably think Watchmen is a better movie, but yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, James is gonna be like fucking wild card. And he's going to be like, actually, there's quite a, quite a <laughs> well, argument to be made for uh, The Watchmen. Well, The Watchmen, it, Watchmen, I think The Watchmen is a better movie than Long Kiss Gunny. Well, you got to vote it, so suck it. Uh, that's fine. I usually do. 
<laughs> I'm, t- I'm almost tempted to switch sides. Jeez. Switch sides. I just think it's visually a better movie. The plot is more interesting. Which has better action sequences? Uh, Watchmen. I think Long Kiss I think Long Kiss Kidnate. Has better action sequences? Yeah. They're, they're, mm-hmm. The action sequences aren't bad in Watchmen. It does take a while for them to even get going. Yeah. Like the, the first hour has yeah. almost none. Yeah. Um, it does kind of start to pick up with more scenes as it goes, but... I think that the Long Kiss Goodnight has got more fun, big action set pieces. Yeah, I think so. I think that... It's definitely funner, a funner movie. I think that Watchmen is more of a drama with action sequences. Yeah. But why did the girl get into that compartment in the trailer of that truck? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It makes zero. Go hide. Okay, I'm going to go hide in the trailer of this truck. This looks cool. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Let's lower our ratings for the longest. <laughs> I actually was looking at my overlooking. My All right, ratings. I'm going to switch. I'm going to go on James's side and put Watchmen ahead of Longest Night. I just, even though it has better action sequences for an action podcast. <laughs> yes. I don't really. I have no. Like, I don't have a real dog in this fight. Yeah. But I'm just like, you just. You just, I know. You just picked the long kiss good night. I'm a complicated and man. And then, and then you, I said, oh, the which way, has better John, act- you convinced me. Which has, going with- <laughs> James, you should switch. Which has better action sequences? Yeah, no, he switches. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. That's a tough one. Hmm. Final vote. Final vote? So which one is number 17? The one with the better action sequences or the one with Night Owl? I like how he frames these questions. Mm, that's a tough one. I'm so leaning now towards the longest connection. <laughs> oh, fucking burned us. Huh? <laughs> Suck on that, you bitch. I never switched. I was always on the longest connect side. Damn it! <laughs> you got me. Okay, somebody pick. Uh, well, let's just go with what you guys said originally. <laughs> that means that you switched and you switched. Which means the long kiss goodnight is oh, never I, I flip-flopped like a motherfucker. Yeah, this. I didn't. Stay true. <laughs> Stay true to Gina. <laughs> so, the long kiss goodnight. By the way, what are we doing next, John? Oh, we're doing Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Knew it. Nice. Of course I'm doing it. <laughs> it's like the best. It's like the fucking best. I remember being in the lineup. To go watch it. Did we watch it in Calgary? I think we did. I have no idea. I think we went to Calgary to watch it. It was, a, it was either watch it here or take an hour flight to Calgary and go watch it. I watched it at the midnight at Colossus. Yeah, I watched, we watched it at the midnight show when I was visiting James when he lived out there. Really? Mm. Mem- He's got no memory. Memories. <laughs> Someone else's memories. <laughs> Someone's memories. <laughs> so we're watching uh, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Cool. I think it's considered by many to be the best superhero movie ever made. I'm not saying it is. Many, like who? But we're talking about the same <laughs> movie, right? This is like. Oh no, I think it's great. You sure, you don't want to do Batman and Robin? Kinda, yeah. Schumacher joint. What's is that the one? What's the one with? Uh, the freeze. Uh, yeah. Is that Batman and Robin? Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. 
So you're going to do The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. And then I'll do an What's older the first Batman. One? Is it Batman and Robin? Is it Batman Begins? Batman and Robin. <laughs> so wait, wait. Is it it's Batman Begins? Yeah. The Dark, the Dark Knight. Knight and The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. yeah. Hey, this oh. will give me a chance to finally watch my Dark Knight Blu-ray that I've had forever. Oh, I got one too. I'm just thinking about the opening scene. They robbed the bank. Yeah. I think I know that superhero movie better than I know any other superhero movie. I actually watched like three quarters of it on TV a couple weeks ago, but I'm still going to. Yeah, it was on TV. Yeah, yeah I watched it too. You talk about like. Yeah, TV. Have, you talk about like we have like three TV. channels. Like, oh yeah. It was no, like it, TV. It was on the TV. It was on the telly. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far. Um, like us on Facebook and Instagram. And please uh, like and give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever the fuck you listen to it on. It really helps us. We really appreciate it. And uh, see you next time.